0: Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray, and this week we're going to do our usual roundup of vulnerabilities that have been fixed in the past two weeks uh, while I've been away. And we're also going to have a look at the big news of the week, which is the release of the Ubuntu 21.10 Impish Injury. The latest uh, standard support release of Ubuntu will be supported for nine months. Anyway, we will get onto that a little bit later. Uh, As I said, let's get into the roundup of vulnerabilities that have been fixed. This uh, past two weeks, actually, there were 58 unique CDEs that were fixed by the team. Up first was a fix for the Apache Commons I.O., This was for Ubuntu releases 18.04 and the 20.04 long-term support. In this case, uh, it failed to properly sanitize file names. So there's a function there called uh, normalize within the file name utils package. And the idea is it should remove relative path components like dot, dot, slash so that you can, you know, not get outside of the current working directory. But if your path contained leading double slashes, that would fail. And then, uh, so it would then return you back that path containing those uh, dot, dot, slash components. And then you could then go and use that to build up a path and then possibly get uh, you know access files outside of the current directory Uh, it would only go down one level deep but yeah it uh, you know would allow them potentially access to files outside of that working directory inside the parent directory so that was fixed for apache commons io after that was a bunch of kernel updates. We had updates for the kernels uh, in our Raspberry our Pi kernels and uh, for one of our OEM platforms as well. I guess the most interesting vulnerability in uh, fixed across those was in the IOU ring subsystem. I did talk about this actually back in the last episode, but yeah, briefly, this is a new subsystem added back in the 5.1 kernel. So you know, only what um, you know. 13 kernels ago uh, that uh, is a new asynchronous IO subsystem and yeah it had a uh, possibility to trigger a user after free within the kernel as an unprivileged user so you could possibly get code execution through that as you can imagine but yeah so those uh, kernels across yeah, a number of different platforms there have all been fixed after that was an update for python and this was actually for uh, python just in Ubuntu all long-term support and actually, a fix that we released a while ago, uh, back um, you know, a few months ago now, actually, uh, it's a vulnerability that uh, was in the standard uh, Python standard library around the handling of IP addresses with octal encoded numbers. Uh, the idea here was that you could possibly get you know, kind of malicious input into that and therefore get IP addresses that shouldn't be allowed uh, and being parsed, that kind of thing. Uh, So that was fixed to disallow octal basically in IP addresses and uh, the patch for that got dropped when this uh, stable release update where the 3.8.10 version of Python got backported to 2004. So what happened is yeah, that silently got dropped and thankfully to a bunch of users on Launchpad for reporting that, uh, that has now been refixed again for Python in uh, 2004 long-term support. An update as well for 2004 long-term support for the imlib2 package, uh, image handling library. In this case, there was an integer overflow that could lead to possible out-of-bounds read when handling uh, crafted uh, icon files that had like a very large number of colors defined in their color map. Effectively, it would just add that number and, you know, you would then get uh, an out of bound, uh, sort of energy to overflow as a result. And that would then leave this out-of-bounds read outside the color map. Um, it was fixed basically just to make sure that you know, we disallow anything larger than int max there. What else? We had an update for container D. Uh, this is for uh, 18.04 long-term support, 20.04 long-term support, and the 21.04, the Hesuit Hippo release. Uh, In this case, uh, ContainerD kind of manages your container bundles and uh, the permissions on those. And it uh, would uh, inadvertently assign excessive permissions to uh, the root directories and the plugins within the container bundles. That would then mean that uh, a local unprivileged user on that same system would be able to access files within the container bundles. And if there were things like setUID root executables within them, they would be able to execute those uh, back on the host. And as a result, could possibly elevate their own privileges, uh, if, particularly if they were able to craft their own container image that uh, had you know, crafted content in there. So, yeah, that was fixed to make sure those di- directory and file permissions were properly set. Uh, MongoDB was updated as well. Actually, a uh, shout out to Heather Lemon from our sustaining engineering team who prepared this update for us. Uh, this was for a CV back in 2019. In this case, an unauthenticated client would be able to send crafted messages to your MongoDB uh, that would then specify a negative size in uh, the decompressed result. What that would mean is then uh, an insufficient amount of memory would get allocated to contain that decompressed message. And then you get a possible out-of-bounds uh, buffer overflow there uh, when that came and uh, was copied into the resulting buffer. Yeah, so again, thanks to Heather for preparing that one and working for us with that. Uh, mercurial was also updated uh, the I guess once popular version control system this was sort of touted as you know the the one to beat Git back in the day. But yeah, Git now is sort of so popular and ever-present that I think, yeah, nothing is ever going to supplant it, or at least not for a very long time. Uh, anyway, it yeah, had a, a couple of different vulnerabilities here uh, where it would mishandle symlinks within sub-repositories. Uh, that would then uh, allow it to defeat the usual path-checking logic that Mercurial has to try to make sure that, you know, attackers can't write outside of the current repository's directory. Uh, so then, yeah, they could possibly get, you know, files written onto the victim's file system outside of that current... Working directory or the current checked out directory of the repository, should I say. As well, there was a possible out of bounds read when parsing malformed manifest entries. So, yeah, if you are using untrusted Mercurial repos, you are a little safer now on Ubuntu 18.04 long term support. Uh, What else? We had an update for Docker. Uh, This goes all the way back to 16.04 extended security maintenance plus 18.04 and 20.04 long term support in the 21.04 release. In this case, uh, the Docker CP, you know, the command for copying files in and out of Docker containers, Could uh, possibly write uh, or could make changes to the permissions on files on your existing host file system that wasn't intended to be done. So what you could do is you could craft a malicious container image that then when uh, someone went to copy the files out of that, that would then go and modify uh, other files on your host file system. It does allow them to change permissions on uh, existing files on your host file system. So it could then allow them to say, you know, read other files that they didn't have access to previously. Uh, We had an update for Firefox. This updates Firefox to the latest upstream release, 93.0, in all of our releases, 18.04 and 24 long-term support and 21.04. And this has the usual mix of issues that get fixed in Firefox updates, you know, the kind of things where, you know, if you visit a malicious website, someone could possibly get, you know, cross-site scripting or, you know, cause a denial of service against you or get code execution within Firefox, that kind of thing. Interesting to note that uh, for, say, Ubuntu 21.10, the most recent release, which I will talk about again, uh, briefly, is that Firefox is now Snap there. And so, yeah, I won't be doing, I uh, won't be talking about security updates, I guess, there, because that's now all managed internally by Mozilla. Uh, they publish directly to the Snap Store. So you are getting, yeah, Mozilla's version of Firefox there, which is pretty cool. Uh, What else? Moving on we had an update for libntlm. There was a stack buffer uh, out of bounds read that could be uh, triggered through a crafted ntlm request. Uh, Basically libntlm was using fixed size buffers on the stack for various functions but then wasn't checking certain size parameters uh, within the request to make sure they actually fit within that. And finally, we had an update for SquashFS tools. Now, I've talked about SquashFS tools a few times uh, in more recent episodes. Uh, and this one is kind of a uh, fix-up release to one I talked about yeah, a few weeks ago. Uh, thanks in particular to uh, Salvatore Bonacorso from the Debian security team for bringing this to our attention. Basically, when we backported uh, some of the patches for uh, SquashFS tools, uh, there was uh, a minor error in those which meant that for some SquashFS file systems, uh, the fix wasn't actually in place. In this case, it was around uh, the use of multiple uh, named files within a SquashFS file system. So two with the same name, but one of them being a symlink. And then if they get extracted in the right order, it would then mean that uh, you you could overwrite arbitrary files through that symlink. Uh, Basically, the fix here was to actually sort the file system and then make, sort it by name, and then make sure there were no duplicate names within there. Uh, Unfortunately, the sorting wasn't being done uh, for SquashFS 2.x file systems. So yeah, it was being done uh, for the other types, but not for those. So if you are using older, untrusted SquashFS file system images, you're now a little bit safer. And yeah, again, thanks to uh, Salvatore from the Debian security team for bringing that one to our attention. All right, uh, that is it for the week in security updates. Uh, As I said at the start, the other thing I wanted to talk about in this week's episode is the brand new release of Ubuntu 21.10, The Impish Indry. This was released overnight. Uh, It is uh, the latest version of Ubuntu. It's like all of our uh, interim releases. It is supported for nine months and it has a bunch of new cool stuff in it. Uh, not least of which, as I said, is the Firefox Snap is now the default browser there. Uh, it's not a deb; it's a snap. So you get auto updates and you get snap confinement and things for free. Um, and yeah, you also get some cool stuff around security. And actually I will be publishing a blog post uh, with some more details on this probably in the next week or two, but I just wanted to mention briefly. So the main things are kind of for security related in this release is that we have the new 5.13 kernel. This brings with it a bunch of cool things like the kfence memory error detector. So if you're familiar with say electric fence as a memory error detector in user space, this is kind of similar in the kernel. Um, it's a sampling based uh, detector. So it's pretty low overhead. It doesn't, not obviously going to detect all, uh, you know, kind of out of bounds memory accesses and that kind of thing, but it will detect a bunch, particularly those that occur frequently over time. So that is cool. And that is enabled by default. Uh, what else? There's also implemented um, randomization of the stack offset across system calls. What that means is that you know, if you have an attacker that is trying to say, you know, do kernel memory corruption and then uh, you know, manipulate certain things, but they need to do multiple system calls to do that, uh, the location of the stack will change in between each one, which will frustrate that kind of thing because you can't say you know set up some, or we can't say leak a stack memory address in one call and then from a second call go and say corrupt memory. You need to do it all in one call. Uh, as well, uh, this kernel in, uh, introduces the new landlock Linux security module. As you're probably familiar, we have AppArmor in Ubuntu to do mandatory access control. Landlock is kind of similar, but it takes, uh, I guess, more kind of a user approach where applications can ship with their own policy and can load their own policy uh, and it allows them to you know, restrict access to files at this stage. Uh, they do have plans to implement support for not just files, but other things. So at the moment, Landlock is a little bit more like a developer preview, but that is enabled by default in Ubuntu. And you know we have um, LSM stacking uh, on board. So that means you can actually play with landlock and kind of experiment with that and kind of see how that might work for your applications if you want. As well, uh, this kernel we've decided, or the kernel team has decided to disable unprivileged of BPF program loading. Uh, as you've probably been aware from listening to this podcast uh, recently, a lot of the high priority kernel vulnerabilities that we've have seen have been through uh, the loading of BPF code. Essentially, because the upstream kernel enables BPF for unprivileged users, they then have this BPF sanitizer that tries to make sure that their code can't do anything it shouldn't. But there've been a number of different vulnerabilities found in that over the years that have meant that you know people can get through and can do you know out-of-bounds memory writes and reads and that kind of thing and allow them to build in you know, a more kind of complex attacks through that. And so, uh, because in general, BPF is used as kind of a debugging tool and, and a kind of introspection tool, making that uh, be privileged, I think makes a lot of sense. So that should hopefully make a lot of those vulnerabilities at least require root. And if you've already got root, well then you've you know, kind of got other problems as well from an attacker point of view. Uh, And finally, it it updates GCC to uh, version 11. This brings with it uh, a bunch of cool new static analysis features as well. So yeah, I will be releasing a blog post uh, in the next week or two, and I'll probably talk about this stuff a bit more then. Uh, But yeah, so that's some cool stuff to look out for in that new release of Ubuntu. And this is the last interim release before what will be the next long-term support release, uh, 2204, that will come in April next year. So all these features uh, will get rolled into that, uh, plus. More because yeah there will be an even newer kernel in that and i'm sure there'll be other cool uh, changes as well to look out for in terms of security and hey we will talk about that all in april next year once that release is done okay the other thing i just wanted to mention briefly is we are still hiring we have open uh, position for a security product manager uh, this is a fully remote position so you know anywhere in the world if you are interested in this uh, i urge you to check out the link in the show notes and apply okay uh, that takes us to the end of this week's episode As usual, if you want to get in contact with the team, you can reach us at security@ubuntu.com, or you can find us in the Ubuntu security channel on the libero.chat IRC network and we're also on Twitter at ubuntu underscore sec. So thanks everyone for listening again for another week. It's been great doing this all again for you, back on deck now. Uh, I will be back again with you next week, but until then, remember, keep calm because we've got your back and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.